This is Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. If you're looking for a different PlayStation podcast to listen to than mine, you probably want to listen to podcasts beyond. But if you need a PlayStation podcast even after that, then you're in the right place for PlayStation experience. Have yourselves a very good time. Welcome to the land of long-lived play where greatness is always waiting. Welcome back to the PlayStation Experience. It is I, your boy, Dad Ninja Dev, and as usual, I am joined by Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you doing this morning? I'm here. That's the best way I can describe it. I'm here. I'm breathing. That's all I'm going to say about that. Right there with you, brother. Right there with you. Also joining us... As always, is the Platinum Princess herself, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you this uh, morning? Angry and disgusted, and that's as far as I'm going on that. Understood. Totally understood. Just gonna address the elephant in the room. Yeah, man, the world is burning right now. Um, yeah, we're protesting. Black Lives Matter. Just gonna put yep. it out there right now. Um, we're just sick and tired of it. And I'm going to leave it at that because this is not what this show is about. But I do want to just address the fact that, you know, shit's happening in the world. And we're here to give you a reprieve from that kind of stuff and talk about video games. So hopefully this show gives you just a brief distraction Mm -hmm. from what's going on right now in the world amidst the pandemic and amidst the protests and amidst just everything else that's going on in this country. We hope that, you know, this podcast can just give you just a moment away from all of that and enjoy some good talk about video right. games. So with that being said, let's get right into it. What have you been playing this weekend? Uh, just Saints Row. Um, you know, uh, as I mentioned on the last show, I, was, I pre-ordered the Last of Us controller. Um, and I really only got to play like three or so hours of Saints Row before... My glorious rose gold controller uh died uh like like it works, but the joystick on the right side just freaks out and sends the camera in thirty six different directions. So pretty much all I've done this week is played about four hours of Saints Row, and then watched Arrow. Um, so I'm all the way up to season three now, and you know once season three of Arrow started, so did season one of The Flash, and so now I'm watching those simultaneously. Once I finish season one of The Flash, I start throwing Supergirl in there, you know. Um, the Arrowverse is off air until next year, so may as well use it as an excuse to rewatch the entire thing. Um, and other than that, I I picked like I picked up the bonus PS Plus game that launched, so I've got World War Two uh, installed on my system. Probably gonna play through the campaign, so. And I'm probably going to do it on stream, because uh, I'll be streaming again from my channel, just because, A, in the pandemic, it's easier than trying to switch back and forth between my account and the PSVG account, because there's some inside baseball stuff mm-hmm. there. Um, but also because I promised I'd stream The Last of Us Part 2 on my channel when the game launches, so. 
Very, very cool. I hear the um, Saints Row 3 port is really, really oh, good. Oh, it's fantastic. I watched the, the... The game looks incredible. Yeah. The HDR is fantastic. Uh, the weather effects look incredible. Uh, a lot of the character models are just brand new. Like, they're not even up They're just brand new models. Uh, same with the cars, too. Um, some of the minigames are, you know, they don't look as good as the original, but again... I don't know if you can hear that, but that's the full chair going up. She's been loud all weekend. Yep. Um, <laughs> some of the mini games are a little outdated. Um, specifically, the Tron one is a little outdated. But you know, ha- ha- <laughs> <laughs> she's protesting. Yes, too. yes, she is the fourth chair. That's about it. That's all I played. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I've watched a couple of videos on that St. Rose um, remaster, and it, it looks really good. I was very surprised at how much care they put into it when you like look at the videos side by side of what it looked like then and what it looks like now. That is pretty, pretty awesome. What about you, Delvin? What have you been foraying to? I haven't really been playing much. What I have played, which is Talk about I played Iron Man VR demo. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I finally actually put a release date on yeah, that which one. Is awesome. How's the demo? I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's really good. I wish stuff like this was out around year one, year two, because to me mm. it feels like a game changer. Also, I figured out why I couldn't get it started last week. This game, unlike other PSVR games, you need all of. The seven feet, they tell you like the five, five to seven feet from the TV. Mm-hmm. And like where I was sitting at, I was like a whole two feet away from the, the box they wanted you to sit in. So it stretched, mm. it literally stretched my VR, the, the VR cord to almost the mm-hmm. end of it. I had to be so oh, that wow. far away from it so I could get the full experience of it. And I got to say, it is really cool. I think. Mm-hmm. When people first saw it, they thought it was just like an on-rails type game. It is not that at all. Like, you start off the demo, like, test flying the suit and stuff, and you have the ability to fly around the whole area through these rings like Iron Man. Oh, that's dope. And it's super cool to do it. It's, it feels fun. It feels like how Iron Man is supposed to control, and it's the whole HUD inside your system where you can see people talking to you and stuff. It's it's one of the first VR games that really gives you that experience that you are Iron Man. I know in year one they had a Batman Arkham game that was a PlayStation VR game, but that, while cool, felt more like a tech demo because you didn't really get to experience mm-hmm. the full thing of being Batman. You just kind of was like in detective mode for the most part and solving cases like that. You didn't get to fight as Batman or anything else like that. Iron Man VR, on the other hand, is you are experiencing almost every aspect of Tony Stark in terms of like in the demo, you are in the jet, his uh, Tony Stark's jet, and you're talking to Pepper and she's yelling at you for something you did that annoyed her. And um, <laughs> his, AI, his AI is Friday and she's kind of quippy and quirky and stuff and fun. And like as soon as Pepper starts yelling at Tony, she walks out the room. Like her, Friday walks out the room like, okay, I'll leave you guys alone. And then uh, <laughs> it's, it's really cool how they've done it because it feels like Iron Man. The, the whole, then the, the plague, I think, think people see the story. The plague is attacked and it's 
an Iron Man villain and she sends these, she's, well, the, I don't know if it's a he or she yet. Well, this is not really a spoiler because they've said it. The villain of the game is Ghost. From, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys seen Ant-Man. The second Ant-Man yeah. movie, it's the same person, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's the female version or the male comic book version of it. So, um, right. villainous Ghost. Ghost sends drones to attack your ship and stuff like that. And you have to go out there, you have to jump out your ship, and you have this experience where you're calling the suit to you. And you're watching oh. each part of the suit come on you. And that is an awesome experience where you're watching like your arms come on. Then you watch your legs come on. Then you finally have the helmet itself come on. And, you're, and then you just start flying around. It's super cool. A super cool way to do it. You have to actually fly around and fight these drones while also repairing the jet. Dang. It's super cool, super amazing. This is the type of PlayStation VR games that we need to see. I would love to see games like this. I would love to see a version of Spider-Man in VR for that matter. Just web swinging and mm-hmm. stuff like that around the city. This was super cool and I was highly impressed with it. That's awesome. You, you're going to pre-order it? Way to go out. To get, to get that <laughs> molten armor or whatnot? Well, I had originally pre-ordered it when, it when they first announced it, but they kicked the pre-order back. But I'm going to pre-order it again, definitely. Yeah, this is one of those games where I, every time I see them, I'm like, ah, I wish I had a PSVR, but I just don't. Eventually, maybe with the PS5, I'll probably get PSVR at some point. Um, or if they come out with a PSVR 2 or something like that, maybe I'll, I'll foray into it. VR is a space that I've always kind of wanted to get into, but just really haven't made the jump. The thing about VR that I've noticed is that they are games that are okay and they're fun and they're entertaining for short bursts but then there are games that are really worth it and show you why VR is awesome and amazing like um, first thing that comes to my mind is the Walking Dead game and how it's not like a cookie cutter short 15 minute VR game, no it's a full experience that puts you in the Walking Dead universe, I feel like this Iron Man game is going to be the same thing and then what's the other one that, that recently came out Blood and Truth. I feel like Blood and Truth is also alone in that type of lane. And I hope that we get to see more games like this in VR. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, it's kind of weird to, to get like such a definitive VR experience yeah. towards what we look at as like the end of the generation. Um and like you have all the bundles that are on sale for days of play and stuff like that. So it's just really weird to to kind of go out on that note. And hopefully that carries over. I'm assuming that PSVR will be backwards compatible with um, PS5 and everything will work seamlessly. Like I'm assuming that'll be the case. I can't see any reason why it won't. I feel like they've come out and said that the PSVR will work with PS5. Um, so hopefully... You know, that can carry over. So if you have, you know, if you decide you want to jump into PSVR and you get a PS5, you'll be able to play um, Iron Man VR and everything previous. And hopefully it'll be an even better experience. I know it's better on the Pro than it is on the um, the base console. So hopefully it also just improves by being on PS5. So. Yeah. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I hope I they get, come out with a wireless version. I, That's I, what I don't have. Yeah, right. I don't have the room. For for PSVR, but Iron Man VR looks super cool. So 
Yeah, yeah. this is one of those it games you definitely does. need the room for. Like, yeah. yeah, you guys have seen my room. I've shown you like the space. I don't have <laughs> seven feet of room between my TV and my bed. Yeah, you need the room for this game. Like they tell you, mm-hmm. like if you don't have the room, you literally cannot play it at all. So interesting. Well, I've been playing nothing but Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> um, I feel like I did play something else, but I can't remember. This week has been a blur. But um, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft Dungeons. I played it with my wife. I actually got her to play a video game, which is super rare. Um, played it with my son. Played it with my daughter. It's just Having been a a really, really it, right? fun. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's it's really fun. It's It's a nice little distraction. It's very... Very simple, like RPG. Like there's no like classes you can wear any armor. You can do whatever your build, whatever whatever weapon you want to carry, you can carry. Um, they do have like little enchantments and upgrades to the weapons and the armor and stuff like that. And all the dungeons are randomly generated. So if you go through the subsequent playthrough on a harder difficulty or whatnot, or you don't finish the level and you come back to it, it's randomly generated. So it is going to be slightly different a different variation of the dungeon yeah and it, it's just it plays really nice on on pc it is i played it on i put it on pc uh xbox and i got it for the switch for the kids and it runs really choppy on the switch to the point where like it almost gave me motion sickness from how bad the frame drops are um it was a little choppy on xbox but on pc it ran really well i even streamed it for about 25 minutes <laughs> yesterday with my son sitting in my lap as I was playing. Um but it, it is it's a really fun game just to jump into. It's a, a great distraction piece. Um I just had a really good time with it and I'm looking forward to getting back into that and playing with the kids, seeing if I can get my wife to to jump back in and play with me a little bit. She kinda offered uh last night. It's just like, eh, we can play your game. <laughs> I was very shocked that she actually said that because she Someone's never clearly ever says it, that. So I think she was just trying to do it just for me because she knew that I was in a weird place last night. So she offered up and I thought that was nice. But we ended up just watching one of our stupid shows. We're watching 90 Day Fiance because she I, loves that kind of stuff. As you guys know, I buy everything on Google Play. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But I keep seeing that, like, advertised as, like, new to watch. Like, what is that? Okay, so it's, like, it, it's a weird show. I guess people are, they, they meet somebody online. Mm-hmm. They're talking to them forever or whatnot, and they finally want to be able to meet up. I don't know how this the show picks people i've never seen any of the previous episodes or anything like that i don't know what made my wife want to watch it but we jumped into this one season it's called before the 90 days so it's people before they even get engaged oh man um and it's been really interesting you've got this one dude who's been talking to some chick for like seven years and every time they try to meet up she finds a, a reason not to, show. Not to meet up you got somebody else who is clearly being catfished but um <laughs> she refuses to believe it. even her kids are like dude mom you're 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 getting catfished and then you've just got other people who are just like dating somebody in australia or dating somebody in russia or dating somebody in um like uh the philippines mm-hmm. or whatnot and it's just about watching them trying to to finally meet up and make it work out or whatnot it's it's good mindless television like it's not doesn't feel like super reality scripted or anything like that. It's just 
watching people try to make it work and trying to figure out why they couldn't find somebody close to home instead of having to travel across the world to meet somebody. Makes sense. I've also been watching the new episodes of Patriot Act because that came back with Hassan Minhaj. Never even. It's a Netflix original. It's like their equivalent of Last Week Tonight. No. I don't watch a lot of TV, so. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, You know. Yeah. Yeah, so outside of 90 Day Fiance, Ozarks, and The Simpsons, that's pretty Oh, yeah, because it came came back out in 4x3, right? I have no idea. It never bothered me to begin with. Well, you miss a lot of the sight gags if it's in 16x9 because they cut it off. I've seen The Simpsons since the day it came out. I'm not really missing anything. (laughs) So it being in a different ratio, didn't even notice at all. But that's like one of our fall asleep two shows. I mean, like one of the perfect examples of sight gags being cut off is when they go to the Duff factory and they show you the flavors of Duff. On the 16 by 9, the tubes are cut off, but in 4 by 3, you can see that all the different flavors are coming from one tube, which is just clearly marked Duff. (laughs) Yeah, that is something that me and my wife probably would never even notice when watching The Simpsons or cared about. Yeah, so it being in a different, it didn't bother us. Like, we just didn't care. It's just, like I said, it's one of those, like, comfort foods. It's more background noise for us than anything else. Fair enough. So. My mom falls asleep to background noise, too. If I want background noise, I'll usually throw on, like, an episode of Critical Role or whatnot and just, you know, fall asleep to that. Because there's no way I'm getting through 92 episodes walking everywhere, because then I'd never listen to anything else. Those episodes are, like, three and a half hours long. Lord. But, I mean, it is Dungeons & Dragons, right? So. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. That's been it. Uh, I'm to think. Did I jump into anything else? Did you? Nope. Did you pick up uh, World War Two on PS Plus or? Yeah, I added to card. I'm never gonna play it. I just added it just to well, have in I, case. Even if for I'm some not reason, I get the hanker. PS Plus game. I'll still add it to the library. Yeah, I always add the yeah. games to the library, but I don't. That was not one that I was interested in playing when it dropped. I was like, World War Two again. I'm good. I'm not trying to go back to that. <laughs> like, no. So, it's in my library. Will I ever get to it? Highly doubtful. Yeah, I may stream it. I don't know. Alright, well that's what we've been playing and getting into this week. Let's get into some of the questions you had for us. So, our first question comes from the Cut Podcast 1 on Twitter. And he asks, uh, is No Man's Sky still trash? Uh, no. I mean, it's not it's not my cup of tea, but I don't think it's trash anymore. I mean, it's still nowhere close to, to the game they advertised when they first announced, but... It, I think it, it's actually really close to what they... Well, I think it's gone above and beyond at this point what they initially advertised with all the stuff that they, they added to it with the actual multiplayer, the base building... The VR, they've, I feel like they've, they've definitely mean, gone above beyond, and I don't think the, the game is trash is at there. all. I'm not saying it's trash, I'm just, it's not my cup of tea, and also the multiplayer that's there is not really robust, so. I don't think it was ever meant to be robust, it was more like you can find somebody online in this vast world, but now you can just team up with your friends and stuff and do things, so I feel like they've definitely 
delivered on what the No Man's Sky experience is supposed to be and then changed and added to what that was. I mean, I haven't played it since launch, but for me at launch, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, so for me, they always delivered on what they said it was going to be because to me, what I played when it first came out is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, but I haven't really gone back to it just because I don't have time to suck and to, to get into those games. But I, I think the game is definitely worth picking up if you're looking for something like that where you can get lost in a galaxy and just experience all kind of craziness on different planets. I think it's excellent. I think it's a great turnaround for that game. And it's definitely worth the money. It's not for all the stuff you get for that game. And I. I know people complained about it, and they did. No Man's Sky did what people want Anthem to do. They put their heads down. They fixed everything that was wrong with it, and they made it a good game. Whether you I mean, like the experience or not, it's a different story. But mm-hmm. they kind of yeah. came out and gave you what their vision of the game is. I think that's at, cool. At this point, with the whole yeah, Anthem too. thing, I, it's probably better to just cut the losses on Anthem 1. And start development on Anthem 2, because I don't know if you guys saw the blog post from Casey Hudson, but that that team working on Anthem 2.0, as they're calling it, is literally like 30 people. And they've gone back to the drawing board. At this point, it's probably easier to just cut development costs on Anthem 1, and just go straight to developing Anthem 2. Because you know that, that EA is not going to let Anthem die, because they want it to be their destiny. Yeah... I feel like it would cost way too much to actually start it up on Anthem 2 when you can just keep 30 people and fix what you have going. I think that's probably why they haven't started development on Anthem 2, and we'll see how that goes. But there's still more to this question, so I'm not going to jump mm-hmm. into Anthem stuff. He also says, are free-to-play questions or free-to-play games the best or worst thing to happen in gaming, and who does he have to fight to get an NCAA football game? Uh, free-to-play well, games... Are not the worst thing to happen in gaming. It's annoying. I think microtransactions are super predatory the way they do them and things like that. I'm more against that type of stuff, but um, I don't have a problem with free to play games. It gives people more access to play games who probably wouldn't have the money to play them. So that's yep. a cool aspect of it. So, uh, and on, on the on the NCAA front, the the people you're fighting are. Uh, <laughs> That's that's legislation, which, you know, just got changed. But again, uh, only last year, uh, the, the, the reason behind them not making them anymore was that players couldn't receive, um, I believe it was fun. Like, they couldn't be paid for appearing in the game. And you, and you couldn't use their likeness. Yeah. You couldn't use yep. their likeness. At all. And now that you can, I don't think it's even legislation. I think it's money. I think it just would cost way too much to make an NCAA game in the light of what NCAA games used to be because people don't want to play with players that don't look like the NCAA players or don't have the right numbers or anything like that. They want that true NCAA experience. It's kind of like Madden. And if you want to do that, then you're going to have to pay the actual players because now they can be paid for their likeness or whatnot. So I think that it would just be super costly to put out an NCAA game in the light that people actually want the game. Um, they could do the whole 
you know, Mascot we can thing. make, we can just put the team names in there, make everything like all generic. the players just off, like not even the right skin codes, make it generic, and you can have the community, which they always did, um, go in and name the players and put all the right numbers and skin tones. Like there were people who would do that. I mean, they've been doing that since the PS2 era, where they would create the entire rosters of all the players with names and everything. So I mean, you could do that, but then. I don't know if that goes into a sticky situation where now their likeness is in the game and they could be paid for, you know, somebody creating them or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I think, I think unfortunately the NCAA franchise is just gone just because it's going to be way too costly to actually make the game. And for the most part, I think a, a huge base of, of the NCAA players, um, they play that game just until Madden comes out. And also, how do you do a mutt for NCA? Like, how do you continue to make money off of that game? Like, I just don't see EA putting the resources in a game that they can't microtransaction to death in the sports arena at this point. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think that, truthfully speaking, the people who are probably making this EA, and after the whole Ed O'Bannon thing, the lawsuit, mm-hmm. I don't think they want to get nowhere near that ever again. Yeah, not at all. Oh, for those who don't know, Ed O'Bannon was a college basketball player he went to the NBA a little bit who kind of started this whole kerfuffle up in the first place saying that hey he sued because his likeness was in the game but he wasn't getting paid for it even though he like it doesn't straight up say it's Ed O'Bannon but the the creator the players played like Ed O'Bannon and looked like Ed O'Bannon so and it became a big deal because players weren't getting paid for their likenesses and stuff Mm -hmm. yep yep you're definitely making money off me, and I'm not getting paid for it. So, show me the money, because this is America, right? Yep. <coughs> as far as free to play games being the best worst thing to happen in gaming, I don't think that it's the best or the worst. Um, you have really good games like you know um, Warframe. It's free to play. I mean, they have dumped tons of time and development into that game, and it has evolved over the course of the PS4 era, PS4, Xbox One era. Like, I remember when it first came out, it was rough. And um, they've done so much with that. They have their microtransactions that don't feel entirely predatory or whatnot. You can't put money into the game. And people, people like to play the heck out of Warframe. So you've got stuff like that, but then you've also got, you know, your free-to-play stuff that's literally just cash grabs. So I don't think they're the best or the worst. They're somewhere in between. And... I think they definitely, you know, add something when like you you, you don't want to you can't afford to, you know, buy a game or whatnot. There's plenty of really really nice free to play experiences um that are, you know, good games to jump into and, and play for a while. So mm-hmm. they're not they're not they're not the best, they're not the worst. They're they're somewhere in between. It is what it is. Yeah, hell, Destiny 2 is free to play if you think about it. Like that's a game that you can download and just jump right into. And that's that's a great game to have free to play. If you're into that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. It's it's deep, it's robust. It's pretty cool. Our next question comes from uh at Private Island on Twitter and he says, What are you what are your favorite PS4 exclusives? Uh, now this could be an extremely long list, so I'd say give me your, your top three PS4 exclusives. Okay. Uh do they have to be PS4 games? That's the question. Favorite PS4 exclusives. Okay, well then I'm going to cheat. Last of Us Remastered, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Spider-Man. Cheater. 
Okay, I'm going to hmm. say... See, that one's technically not a exclusive anymore. But it was when I played it. Um, Detroit Become Human. Okay. Spider-Man and God of War. Good choices, good choices. For me, it would be Horizon Zero Dawn, Final Fantasy VII Remake, because it's technically still an exclusive, mm-hmm. and then Spider-Man. Can we, can we expand to top five? Go for sure, it. Sure, go okay, ahead. Uh, Uncharted 4 and God of War. I w- I'm not expanding mine. I will expand. I'll say I don't um, want to. Until Dawn and Uncharted 4. Good choices, yeah. good choices. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with my three. Call it a day. I just wanted a reason to bring up the fact that I have the Uncharted 4 Platinum. So. No, I'm not that is that. a lot. That's a lot of Hey, game. you know what's fun? That ga- To get the Platinum for that game, you have to beat the game in six hours. Without watching cutscenes, which is the nope. entire point of an Uncharted game. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I did it! Do it. I did it! <laughs> <laughs> and again, I also have The Last of Us uh, remastered Platinum, and uh, you know your girl's gonna go for The Last of Us Part 2 Platinum. I'm very nervous about that trophy list, though, because it is well known that the uh, trophy list for The Last of Us uh, Part 1 was was not great. <laughs> the, la- the trophy list for Naughty Dog games in general suck. I, I mean, the Uncharted trophy lists are very... Very I cannot stand the Uncharted trophy list because why do I want to have to use this particular gun to get like 30,000? I, I hate it. I can't stand it. Ugh. I think they're all right. Uncharted. Uh, uh. Delvin, what's your take? Um, I don't know. The Uncharted trophy list? It's yeah. okay. It's not nothing I'd write home to. I thought that, um... I like the whole thing. Like you only have to play one multiplayer match. I always like that idea. Yeah. Like you don't have to but, get detailed in the multiplayer. That's annoying as hell. You have to play mm-hmm. but forty hours. See, of then they always added like extra uh, multiplayer trophies in the DLC, which was always golden. Because then it's like, hey, if you want the platinum, all you gotta do is play one. Um, but then if you want more multiplayer trophies. They're in the DLC. Go nuts. Like in Uncharted 2, also have the platinum for that one. Um, <laughs> the multiplayer, they added like Cole and Zeke and Evil Cole and Kessler. And, you know, there were trophies like Kneel Before Zeke and stuff like that. Like, those were pretty cool. I didn't know that was, that was in the multiplayer of Uncharted 2. Yeah, uh, only on well, obviously, because the PS the remasters on PS4 don't have multiplayer. But yep, there were DLC characters you could get, and I think the characters themselves were free. But like the trophies, you had to like buy um, the pack or whatnot, which was you know it was like two ninety nine or something like that. And then you could play as those characters and start earning trophies. Like, there's one that's like, kneel before Z dot dot dot, because they couldn't say Zod, obviously, but you understood the reference, and... So you got to play as these characters in the multiplayer? Yeah. And they, they, so, Cole was in it? Can, can Cole do any of his moves? No, you're just playing as Cole. Like, you're playing... So got, it's you, just a skin? It's a skin. It's the same way that, like, in skin. the... 
Yeah, it's like how in the Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, obviously this changed in Uncharted 4 because they started using, like, real-time characters in cutscenes. Um, but you, it's like when you play as Elena, but you're, like, you're using the Elena skin while playing as Nathan. It's just a skin over Nate. Everything else is the same. See, I didn't know that. I yeah. barely touched any of their multiplayer that's one of those games I definitely don't go to for multiplayer like Uncharted. I probably should play play it. The Uncharted 4 multiplayer is pretty fun. But I've never, like, looked at, like, as soon as mm-hmm. I see the multiplayer for those games, I'm like, ah, never mind. Don't want to do that. The Uncharted 4 took a step further with the multiplayer trophies, though. So, I also obviously got those because, you know, they were required for the Platinum. But, yes, they took a step further. Interesting. So. Yeah. I think I only played the Uncharted multiplayer at, it was either an E3 event or a PSX event, but never got into it. Real sad we're not getting factions with part two, but you know, that's all right. It makes the trophy list easier. So I don't have to worry about playing 84 matches as the Hunters and 84 matches as the Fireflies, so. I wouldn't worry about that anyway. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not at all. That sounds you're not, awful. You're not gelling like Magellan with that? Nah, not at all. That sounds awful. Nothing I had a blast. Factions multiplayer is fun. It just, you know, the trophy was annoying, but, you know, I did it. Nothing about that sounds appealing to me, but it's cool to you. It's cool to me. I'm I'm nervous yeah. about that list. I guess we'll find out in a couple of days when they can talk about the review because you know Greg Miller's going to go all over that. The embargo lifts that soon? Uh, on the 12th. Yeah, I won't be paying that any attention. Well, I know you won't. But and when does it come out? Going the in 19th. black. The game, the the 19th, game comes out on the, the 19th. 19th. The review embargo is uh, June 12th at 12.01 a.m. Oh, okay. Interesting. Be going dark. Are you going dark? Because there's one more uh, inside the game that comes out on Wednesday. I haven't watched any of those inside the games. I almost didn't watch the state of play, and I haven't watched anything else. Like I'm, I'm good. I don't need to see anything. I want to just experience the game. I felt the same way, 100 percent the same way. Especially now with what I know, I'm like I don't want to see none of this stuff. I'd rather not. I'll yeah. say I've got enough information. I don't want to see anything else. Just want to play the game and experience it for myself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sell this game to me. That's the point. Like, right. This is one of those <laughs> right. games I don't I'm need to see sold. a thousand videos of. Ghost of Tsushima makes perfect sense. No. This one. Don't show me any more of Ghosts. Well, yeah. Seriously. Not don't. Now, probably not, but I need to see more of Ghost of Tsushima. This, I don't. I know what this is. I'm already ready for this. Yeah. I'm definitely in the same boat. So are we going to just talk about the state of play then? Or? Well, we got one more question. All right. <laughs> People wrote in this week. Our last question comes from Media Forestcast, and he says, have you guys already stopped buying PS4 games and accessories in anticipation of PS5? I mean, no. I just bought The Last of Us uh, Part 2 controller, and as soon as I can pre-order uh, the Tony Hawk's uh, 1 and 2 remake, I'm buying that, and, you know... I'm still buying PS4 games. Uh, They're going to work on PS5, so. You know what? I guess I got to see I kind of have. Not necessarily the games, 
But when I saw the last of my controller, I'm like, should I get that? But then again, it's it's like what five, six more months. Not even that really. Probably it's gonna be kind of option. I'm not gonna be playing with it anymore because I'm gonna have the PS5 controller. So I kind of mm-hmm. felt like, yeah, maybe I should stop buying accessories for this now because I know within a couple of months I'm not gonna probably touch any of this stuff, especially if the PS5 is backwards is compatible with PS4 completely. I'm probably not gonna use the controllers anymore. I'm probably not gonna use a lot of that stuff anymore. That PS5, maybe just the only thing I probably use is probably the the camera, which I think goes with PS5 and uh, my, of course, PSVR. So I don't see any point of buying any more accessories for it per se because it's pretty much gonna be obsolete. Yeah, I I haven't I didn't start buying accessories for the PS4, so I stopped a long time ago. I mean, outside of Let's see, I have three controllers, and I've had those three controllers for a long time. I got the camera pretty much when it first came out, and I haven't bought any accessories for it since except for the back the, the back buttons, mm-hmm. and that was only because there was a coupon where I was able to get it for like 15 bucks. So I got that and have barely used it, but yeah, I've, I haven't bought any accessories for the PS4. As far as games... Um, the only other game that I plan on buying for PS4 at this at this moment is Ghost of Tsushima. So, yeah. I mean, you've already got Last of Us paid for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose it's already done. Ghost of Tsushima is probably the last game that I'll buy for PS4. Everything else, I'd probably wait for PS5 or play it on PC. Um, you gonna play uh, Tony Hawk's so- on PC? Yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason. To, I, I don't plan on playing that in multiplayer or anything like that, so... I I don't see any reason if I can get it for cheaper on PC and it runs better then yeah I get it there like I don't play if I played on my television it probably would be maybe different but I don't play on my TV I know my kids aren't going to want to play Tony Hawk your son's um, not going to so, want to play Tony Hawk no he's not into skateboarding he's four okay like, him trying to play Tony Hawk is probably way too difficult like he's just like for him Mario is hard enough oh, so he's okay. good with he's just playing Mario. Mario yeah he's four so, I'm not judging your child. I'm just asking. I'm saying at four, were you able to? Would you, you, you can you imagine a four year old trying to play Tony Hawk? Hi, I did. At four, yeah. I believe it because I used to play video games. I was probably like five, but then I again, I was Super playing Mario Kiko World Vision at and four. The entire game, I beat it at four. Yeah. I don't know any four-year-olds that can play games like that. And I mean, I didn't play. I didn't start playing games until I was like five, six, and that was Mario, like just a simple run and jump, and that was more than enough. But yeah, he he doesn't have any affinity for skateboards or anything like that. I mean, I didn't either. Playing I just Minecraft thought it was Dungeons cool. was. Yeah, nah, he's. I've never had an affinity so. for skateboarding. I think the aesthetic's cool, but I definitely am not going out there and risking. Uh, breaking legs or bones or stuff like that. So I'll just live vicariously through the games. Which, while we're at it, EA, hashtag Skate 4. <laughs> I actually like skating stuff. I wasn't a skater or anything like that because of two things. Of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why and there was surprised? a movie in the early 90s called, I think it's called Gleaming the Cube. What? Hmm. It was a what? weird skating movie. That was kind of put me like, I think it started Christian Slater. 
it was super weird. That <laughs> but, hard pass. Yeah. It was super weird. It, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. This makes skateboard looks cool. This is back when the whole skateboarding craze became a thing. Like, you know, they had like a lot yeah. of skateboarding movies and games like Skate or Die and what was the other mm-hmm. game that was in the arcade? I definitely remember. Hey, 720? Hey, what, 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 720? Yeah. 720. What, what about mm-hmm. Disney Skate HD? Y'all remember that game? I've heard of it, but I don't remember. It was a game where you like played as like Buzz Lightyear, Woody, or uh, Simba, and you were on a skateboard and you just skated all over town. It was weird. One of the levels was Andy's bedroom. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it was that bad. Sound familiar? It was bad. Wow, I was right. Yeah, I was gleaming the cube. Nineteen eighty-nine, January thirteenth. Oh. Christian Slater, a ah. young Christian Slater. Nice. Okay, so. The man that came. Yeah, act. I was definitely, I was definitely into the. I mean, being a kid in LA, like everybody had skateboards, like that was the thing. So I definitely tried my hand at skateboarding wow. and stuff like that. Loved to skate or die. Didn't get into seven twenty, but Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo skateboarding. Yeah, that was that was definitely a thing for me. But my son, if it's not a dinosaur or a transformer, he doesn't oh, care. So he's gonna love Turok then, right? There's there's no Turok. No, no, no. You get it's him to play him. the old Turok. No. Not absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Ugh. Breaking out the N64. Uh, hi, yes, I am advocating for a four-year-old to play M-rated games. Let the child have fun. No, for real though, parent, how are you gonna parent? Because that's not yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a parent. So Oh, my wife definitely. She's not. She. She. I would probably be like, "What is it? It's just a game. Like, it doesn't." We talking about, yeah. but my wife definitely. She probably would not be okay with that. Like, I think she. She was a little worried about Minecraft Dungeon because it involves like killing things. So, wait. It's a different time. Wait. It's a different time and era, man. She, she doesn't like him playing Minecraft Dungeons. She was a little worried. It's like you haven't gone around killing stuff, like. It's a different time. It's, like we our care our parents didn't think about that kind of stuff when we were kids, but now like even I look at it, I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't really want him killing things. Like it's just different. I don't know. That's fair. So I, I get where she's coming from. And yeah, it's just creepers or whatnot. And that's my thing. I'm like, it's just little monsters or whatnot. But there are humanoid things that you end up attacking yeah, like and skeletons, killing. So. Right? No, there's people. There's villagers. You're what? Yeah. There are like the game is is the illager or whatnot. He was basically shunned and became evil, and then he attacks all these villages and he has everybody bow to him. So he's got villagers like under his control that are you go that are actually attacking you. So you've got villagers, you've got skeletons, you've got the creepers, you've got the zombies, the spiders, like all of that ah, stuff. Craziness. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. There it is. I ain't buying nothing on PS4 except for Ghost of Shima. Fair enough. And then waiting on that glorious, glorious PS5. Thursday, baby. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit mm-hmm. later. So let's go ahead and jump into our news. And we're going to kick it off with The Last of Us 2 State of Play. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, I just need to scream for a second, not actually, because that would be very grating on people's ears, but, uh, high key, very excited. Uh, I'm not spoiling anything if you're trying to go in blind. Uh, just know, I'm only talking about Last of Us 1 here. Very excited for, uh, for this now. I mean, granted, I was already excited, but, uh, at the end of Last of Us 1, spoilers for Last of Us 1, if you don't want them, skip ahead, like, 10, 15 seconds, uh, Ellie's like, that's what we can do when this is over. You can teach me how to swim. And then, ah, my girl can swim. (laughs) It happened. My girl can swim. Yeah, I was very happy that she does not have that issue because that's just irritating. You can't swim. I mean, mean, to be fair, in the first one, she, she grew up in Boston. Boston. In a military school, I don't know where they're gonna teach kids to swim. So, in the pool, I'm sure the military school has a pool. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, no, that was not my attempt at a clicker noise. <laughs> also, Kevin lives in Boston. I think he knows how to swim. So, yeah, but he didn't. I'm pretty sure if you're in the military, you have to know how to swim, so I'd imagine that they probably have pools or places to deal with okay, that. Okay, but so. we're, we're talking, like, in a pandemic world here. You probably definitely yeah, should know how to swim. Like this, yeah, I was going to say, like, that seems like it might be a, a very important life skill. Well, she didn't know how to swim. She does now. Yeah. Very excited. Uh, also, this game looks incredibly beautiful. I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe. Um, and also, Ellie is incredibly strong. Like, Jesus. Yeah. She, uh, she's holding people captive. And, you know. Like, well, she's older. I mean, that plays. She's upon nineteen. It. She's only like four years younger than me. But nineteen's an adult. You know, a lot happens. That's, that's that. There's no development in that frontal lobe. You can still think you're invincible. Yeah. You know, a lot <laughs> happens in a few years from how, how old she was in the first one. Part was 14, like that? She was 14. Yeah, 14 to 19. There's a big age jump and growth spurts. That, that's not what I'm talking about. Just like, she's super strong. Yeah. And growing up in a post apocalyptic world, ain't much you can do, but. Mm-hmm. Work she out. butts her knife against a whole plexiglass window and shatters it. Yeah, that's that work, man. I hear mm-hmm. exercising. I mean, when you're working out and you're getting them gains, because you got to go on these supply runs. You know what I'm saying? You got to be ready. I, Never know when you're gonna have to, have to fight or flight. So you know, real talk though. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm excited for it. It looks super good. nervous about yeah. that infected they teased. Like, we've added some new forms of infected, but to see our most dangerous type, you're gonna have to play the game. Super loud dragon like screech. What is that? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in a couple of weeks. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Um, so what are you guys' impressions and takes from, from this last day of play? Did it, did it, I mean, I, I clearly it has hyped you up even more, Haley. Uh, I mean, um, Last of Us but One is my, did you see anything? That kind of like turned you off, or was there anything where you're like, mm, "What's that?" Or 
Just like what do you what are your what are your takeaways from that state of play? Uh, I mean, I'm not very excited that they've done the open world things. Uh, in Lost Legacy, the open world area was literally my least favorite area in that game. It's gonna make collectible hunting a pain in the neck. Um, they've also said there's story beats you can potentially miss, which is like, oh, okay. Um, but I'm very excited that they've expanded the crafting. The UI looks exactly the same as the first game, which is fine, because the UI was incredible. So, they've obviously cleaned it up. It looks cleaner. It looks, you know, um, they've expanded on, like, the skills you can use the pills for. Um, the verticality in environments, um, they tease that as well. Looks very nice. And also... Ellie has a dedicated jump button, so you know it makes traversing the environment way, way easier. So you know, I, yeah, I like the fact that they gave that they gave her you have more more movability. Like I love the fact that she has a dodge button. Yep. Um, I love being able to jump and move and just any way that you give me more ability to control the game. I'm always down for. Also, uh, um, very sad she didn't pick up the Vita. <laughs> I'd kick that thing into the water. Hey, 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 hey. Also, like, real talk, worst lookout ever. You're sitting there playing a video game. I mean, granted, yeah, that's pretty terrible, <laughs> but she had her back to the one place you would never expect anybody to come up through, and that was the okay, water. Okay, so. fair enough. But you're sitting there with headphones on, listening to Hotline Miami. Like... I think she was playing Hotline She was Miami. playing Hotline Miami. Uh, the developers like came out afterwards and was like, yeah, that was all Neil. He's just a huge Hotline Miami nerd. So, you know. Um, you know. I'm very excited. Again, Last of Us 1 is my GOAT game. Um, you know. Uh, Ellie Edition all paid for. Thank you, Donnie. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got the Last of Us controller. I've got my digital copy pre-ordered. Uh, as soon as this game launches, twelve oh one, we're going live. We're playing. Um, so, what about you, Devin? What are your takeaways well, from my it? takeaway? Will be short because I only watched like two or three minutes of it. I don't want to see no more. Mm-hmm. I just want. I just want to play right. the game at this point in time. I, I mean, think... in in an alternate timeline, we'd already be playing the game because the game was supposed to come out two days ago before yeah. the delay. I think that kind of was supposed me. to come out in February, so you know, long time ago, long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I wasn't going to watch it. I really only watched the state of play, mainly so we could have a, a brief discussion on it here. Otherwise, yeah, I'd have just continued not watching it. Like, I haven't watched any of the trailers leading up. I haven't watched the inside of the game. Like, it's just one of those. For me, it's one of those games that I just want to experience in the game. Like, I don't need to see anything else. Like, the one, like, reveal trailer was all I ever needed. And for me, it's one of those things that I just want to experience in the game completely and not have to deal with anything outside of it. Um, as far as like my takeaways, like I said, like I'm just I, I love all the different movement stuff that they've given her. Having a dodge button, I think is fantastic because um, I just I like combat like that. So that's going to just add another level to it. I love all the customization with the weapons. Um, you'll be able to see that in real time. So I'm excited to try to create the ultimate stealth build. And just never be seen and have her just be a ghost. I love the the, the bow and arrows back. Silencers. Um, 
Yeah, silencers, all of that. Like, um, it 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 looks good. It looks like it's gonna be a really fun playthrough. I'm, I'm really curious to see all the twists and turns the story takes, and I'm just really excited to just jump into that world mm-hmm. at 901 because I'm on the West Coast. Yeah, but when it's 901 <laughs> for you, it's 1201 for me. So yeah, I'll just be less sleepy. It's great. What do you mean? I'll literally go to bed at like five o'clock in the afternoon and just wake up in time for the game. That is I'm, not a, that that sounds made up. That's not real. I am I am a night owl. I am consistently up until like six a.m. I'll play when I get off work. That's not right? so I can relax. <laughs> Y'all fools be crazy. I can wait. We're if old. I waited this long for it, I can wait a couple hours. Nah, nah. Yeah. I'm just gonna sit down and go nuts. I might just turn it on to make sure it doesn't have any updates or something like that. Because I hate that when you start oh a game. God, like, yeah. Hold up, you got to hey. update the file. Hey, see, this is why you preload your games. Digital preloading. That, it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't stop you from having a day one yeah. update. You'll still have to turn it on and be like, oh, there's an update. No. And I'm sure there'll be That's one. Okay. Real talk, I love the Cory Balrog's uh, display header on, um, <laughs> on Twitter is now Kratos holding a copy of The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> Yes, that is cool. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and also, um, since Naughty Dog tweeted out what the start screen is, um, like the the image, because you know in the first game it's Ellie's knife in the window, um, in the next one is a boat sitting on the front screen, and people have edited it to have Kratos, Mimir, and uh, Atreus sitting in the boat in front of the world serpent. <laughs> why? Why does Kratos get the game early? That's what I want to know. Uh, I mean, because he's the god of war. Because I mean, he's the god of war, and what, also because Cory Balrog got the game early. So, what did Kratos accomplish in his life where he gets to play The Last of Us early? I, I mean, he killed all the Pliny. killed all the Greek gods, and is now is that a good thing? Way. Yes, and, I mean, and now he's here's he, the thing: he, if you don't give it to him, he's gonna kill you and take it anyway. So you might as well just let yeah, him have. That's it. a good point. <laughs> and also, he's now working his way through the Norse gods. You really want to get in Kratos's way? Yeah, that's a good point. You just thought, yeah, he killed three dragons. They probably had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, he killed one dragon and freed three. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Ah, uh, Kratos, boy, boy. All right, so our next story, um. So we, 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 we've heard a lot more rumblings about the PS5. We finally got an announcement date uh, for the, not an announcement date, but we finally have a PS5 showcase, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, you know, on the heels of that, um, who was it? Uh, Jim Ryan, I believe. Um, they, he's been doing little little interviews here and there. And um, we found out that, you know, they're saying that, you know, any game that's submitted um, after July for certification is going to have to be able to play on the PS5. Um, and they also stated that they're not looking to have PS5 games backwards compatible on PS4. So if that's going to be a PS5 exclusive game, it is going to be a PS5 exclusive game. Good. It will not play on the PS4, which is the exact opposite road that the uh, Xbox is taking they're going in the road if it's a xbox exclusive it's an xbox exclusive and it's playable on our entire ecosystem 
Um, we had a pretty, pretty lengthy heated discussion in our discord about back compat forward compat, um, all of that stuff. Donnie loves the idea of, you know, the not having any exclusive games for two years. Like it's, it, he loves it's, he feels like it's, it's very consumer friendly. And he was very shocked to learn that people are really upset about that. Um, like the vast majority of people are like, no, I want to have exclusive games for this new console that I got. Yeah. I don't, if I can play it on my PS4 or my Xbox one, like why should I buy the new system? Um, for me, like I, Sony is taking just a traditional console approach. You buy the new console, here are the new games for it. You can't play on the old thing. Yep. Xbox is going just a different route. I prefer probably the more traditional route. Like, I want to buy the new thing and play the new things on it. Um, backwards compatibility isn't something that's very important to me at all. Like, I still have all my old systems, um, and I have yet I never really go back to to old games. I think that the PS5 will definitely play pretty much the vast majority of PS4 games. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, so I'm glad that they seem to be you know moving in that direction to make sure that their that their older games are playable because people really really seem to feel very strongly about that. Especially when you have these huge libraries, you want to take them with you. Yeah. Um. But for me, like I said, it's not it's not a huge thing, but I think that Sony will have that all ironed out and hopefully we'll hear about that next Thursday. But uh I'm really excited about the fact that, you know, PS5 games are PS5. Yeah. Games. Like you're buying the PS5 to play PS5 games and that, you know, they're gonna they have a commitment to that. So I think that's 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 great and fantastic. And I'm really excited to see what, you know what kind of stuff we're going to see on Thursday. How do you guys feel about, you know, that like do you guys care about the backwards compatibility yes. are you um let me put it this way. I have never once wanted uh forward compatibility where I, I guess would be how to phrase it. Like I want backwards compatibility where I can play like my PS4 games on the PS5, but I don't want to be playing PS5 games on a PS4 because they're not going to run well. They're not going to, like... When you do that, you're kneecapping yourself. When yeah. you say, hey, all of our Xbox Series X games have to be able to run on the original Xbox One, you're kneecapping yourself. That game is not going to be able to take advantage of the Series X hardware as well as it should. Um, now, granted, it's usually just like a PC slider, but even still, you're trying to make a Series X game work on an Xbox One, like, original. Not even the S that has, like, improved frame rate and stuff like that. You want it to run on the original Xbox One? You've kneecapped yourself. And that's not great because eventually you're going to run into issues where that game can't hold a consistent 60 frames per second. It's not, like... Yeah. And I mean, Jim Ryan, like he quote, he quote unquote, he said, uh, it is time to give the PlayStation community something new. Mm -hmm. right? They have like, you know, they have no plans to make its upcoming PS5 games playable on the PS4. And I mean, like we, we see with, you know, PCs and for the most part, these things are running on, you know, x86 yep. architecture. They're very, very PC like. So you would think that you could just do a slider. But unfortunately, the way games seem to be developed for consoles is a little different. Like there's stuff that's just like baked into the code. Yep. Um, 
for the, the consoles where you can't just adjust the slider like you you don't have those that adjustability so i think that yeah like you said if you're developing for the p developing the game and having to make it also work on the ps4 and the ps5 that you end up kneecapping yourself in a way because you have to put you have to make the game be able to run in a way that accounts for the the slower processor the less amount of memory um just all kind of different shortcomings that you'll have on the ps4 that you won't have on the ps5 and there isn't a way to just turn things down in your in the settings like they they just typically don't open console games up like that like you can't adjust the ambient you can't turn off ambient occlusion you can't adjust the uh the the depth of field or the shadows like how far you have popping you can't you can't adjust that kind of stuff on consoles the way you can pcs like you can't benchmark the game to run for your console better like you can on a pc so there is a lot of stuff that you know if you develop for the older generation you are kind of hurting yourself or maybe that'll all be proven to be absolute nonsense and the xbox series x will run halo infinite freaking ridiculous but it'll also run really nice on the xbox series x or xbox one x who knows who knows uh, i'm not talking the one x the one x has more you know like has more ram memory stuff like that i'm talking like the original xbox one yeah It'll run on it, and I guess who knows? Maybe it'll run very nicely on that system, and they may be able to, you know, prove, hey, you can develop a game and have it work across all of these things. Like it may run basically be like ultra ridiculous settings on the Series X, then you have high on the uh, Xbox One X, then you have medium settings on the the uh, Series on the Xbox uh, One S, and then you have low. On just like the regular Xbox. I mean, maybe, but they're already struggling on the original one to run like current games. Like, yeah. So. And like I said, maybe, maybe there's something internally where you can basically turn down the sliders because you're also not dealing with the fact that you have to make adjustments or code for like 30,000 different computer configurations. It's literally just like two different settings or three settings when you think about base, pro, and then. PS5. So who knows? Maybe maybe Microsoft has figured it out and they're like, yeah, we don't need to do this, and here's why. But you know, it's just it's just two different approaches. I prefer the traditional console approach, yeah. but that's just me. What do you thought? Delvin, you've been mighty quiet. I'll let you guys talk. I think <laughs> you buy a new console to play new games and new experiences. I, I love the fact that uh PS5 is going to be backwards compatible, but I don't think that PS5 games, quote unquote, should be on PS4. If 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 they're going to be on PS4, then why am I buying a PS5? I can just keep my PS4. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. at some point in time, you have to cut the cord and say, hey, we're only developing for this system now. And PS5 is just doing that out the gate. That's straight up telling you, no, once PS4 is dead, it's dead. We're not developing for it anymore. The PS5 games will not be on PS4. They are PS5 games. And I think that forces gamers' hands to be like whether they want to, all right, am I ready to move on now? Well, I guess I have no choice. If I want to play Uncharted 6 or whatever it may be, Uncharted 5, 6, 7, I have to go get a PS5. It doesn't say, well, if I want to play these games, well, it's coming on PS4, so I'll just get a PS4 for now. 
if I want to play play the new exclusives, I have to have a PS5. Simple as that. And I think that's a smart way to do it because it forces you to, if you really like these franchises the way you say you like them, you need to get this new system. Yeah. Well, I think Xbox yeah. is probably more gamer friendly, but I think in the long run, PS5's mode is going to sell more units because, hey, we have a new Horizon coming out. We have a new God of War coming out. We have a new Spider-Man coming out. You can only play it on PS5. We have a new Knack coming out. Please no. Please no. Please no. <laughs> Knack's probably going to happen. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But these games are only PS5 exclusive. That means a lot. Like, in, yeah. I've, like, I think you guys said this a while back. I said that um, Halo is a launch game for Xbox Series X. Yeah. But then, on the counter, it's also coming to Xbox One. Yeah, the original. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's a launch game. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's also on your regular console, so it's not really permanent. permanent not really important that we get the new console just yet, because we still can play Halo. Yep. Sean Capri made an interesting point when I, we were discussing it on Twitter. He was like, yeah, you're going to get like this little small player base that can play Horizon Zero Five or Horizon Zero Dawn 2, but you're going to have this huge, massive player base that is all able to play you know, Halo Infinite. And while that may be true, you also got to remember that everything's launching in the Game Pass, so they're not even really selling those games as yeah, much, yeah. maybe. Like, we don't know what the sales numbers are. Like, we know Game Pass has sold tons, but we don't know how that has really affected a lot of the game sales. Apparently, people are still buying massive amounts of games, even though they're on Game Pass. Um, so it's very, very interesting. Like, I can see that argument of having so many people playing in your ecosystem. I don't know necessarily how that translates to profit, per se. Like, if you have, you know, the entire, you know, Xbox ecosystem playing Halo Infinite, but they're also playing it on Game Pass. Like, I don't know what that equates to in terms of, you know, having only a select few people who have PS5 being able to play Horizon Zero Dawn Here, because it's only on PS5. Here's my But I think that's that. kind of the point. Here's my counter to that. That select small few that's playing Horizon on PS5 is going to tell a bunch of people on how beautiful Horizon looks and runs on PS5 because it doesn't have the hindrance of it's on PS4 as well. So you're going to have a bunch of people just yeah. telling all their friends, this is why you need to get a PS5. This is why you need to get a PS5. It's kind of like the, um, give perfect example, it's kind of like how, and even though it was on both consoles, how everybody kind of flocked towards the Switch because of Breath of the Wild. Because mm-hmm. everybody would say, everybody who played Breath of the Wild was like, this game looks amazing on Switch. You need to get a Switch for this. And they kind of almost forgot that it was on Wii U as well. <laughs> like, that's probably good because that game doesn't look great on Wii U. Yeah, I think that's, that's a part of it. But everybody flocked to Switch because of word of mouth that, hey, this game is amazing. This is what you have to get Switch for. And I think that's, that does a lot for a system. Word of mouth still means a lot to people. Yeah. And I think if you do it right on P- PS5, it can help sell a lot of units. Yeah, I agree. It'll be it'll be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see the juxtaposition between the two consoles and 
like which path really takes off because I mean Xbox is going the super consumer friendly route, but it feels like they're trying to sell you on you know services and and that type of stuff where PS Sony is still going the very traditional route. You know, we're gonna sell you the box and it's gonna do all the new cool things, but Xbox is also like we have the most powerful box though. So it's just going to be interesting. I, I like I said, I tend to fall more in line with the you know, I buy the new thing. I want new things for the new thing. Yeah. So, so that'll be fun. I'm excited. Delvin, what you got for us? Well, this story that's Haley's been waiting to get to. PS4 yep. YouTuber era code NP dash three seven six. O two dash eight is causing signing issues. Now, if anybody tried to sign into the YouTube app on PS4 recently, you may have noticed that you are being signed out, and then when signing in again, it prompts an error code. PlayStation three days. support is trying to fix this, so hopefully a fix will be coming again soon. And Haley, you probably can speak to this better than any one of us, because this probably affects you the most. How is this affecting you in terms of three all days. your stuff is on PS4? Oh, on YouTube. It's on, it's on YouTube, yes. So for those who aren't aware, uh, although I don't know how if you listen to the show, you wouldn't know that all of my TV is watched through YouTube. Um, I have had this issue for three days, and, you know, I've tweeted at YouTube and at PlayStation, and, of course, they've updated, and we're like, the fix is taking longer than expected, and side note, that's probably because the PS4... Uh, you know, support team doesn't work over the weekends, so. Um, the fourth chair again, everybody. Uh, so I went to go watch Arrow a couple days ago, and I had to cast it from my phone to the TV because it wouldn't let me sign in, and it kept giving me this Arrow code. Uh, the problem being is that some stuff you purchase on Google Play, you have to be signed in to watch because it's got an age gate on it. So casting from your phone when you're not signed in doesn't work. Case wow. in point, I have uh, eight. I have rated R um, horror movies. Can't watch those uh, by casting from my phone because the t- the PlayStation Four YouTube app is not signed in and it's got an age gate on it, so I can't watch it. Um, it's it's really annoying. Um, now I could just use the smart app, but the YouTube app usually works. It's usually fine. Uh, granted, I can still cast Arrow and the Flash and all that to it, but if I want to watch something like Bit, I can't watch Bit because it's a horror movie and it's unrated, so it counts as an 18R movie in the ratings scale. So I can't, I can't watch it by casting from my phone. That is rough to say the least. Yeah. Hopefully, so, they will have a fix by the time this episode drops. <laughs> because this is really annoying. It's getting. on my nerves extremely like this has happened a couple times in the past and it's been fixed within a day and it's usually related to an app on the youtube back end of the app because as you know the youtube app consistently updates and looks terrible at each and every time they update it on the back end and then they they've they notice that they've messed something up and then it's fixed within a couple hours but this has been going on three days now Wow. Well, if you use PlayStation for YouTube stuff, you are in for a 
hopefully they'll have this fixed for you guys because yeah, this is seems like uh, a big problem. Yeah, because let me put it this way: at the time of recording, we're recording this on Sunday morning. Um, it's been three days. If they haven't fixed it by Wednesday, it's been six days. Wow. And does this affect? I don't know if you know. This probably affects. I'm assuming this affects YouTube Live too. You cannot go live on YouTube right now from the PlayStation 4. You cannot stream to YouTube. Wow. You can't even upload your uh, video clips from the PS4 to YouTube. That's a huge right now. deal, to say the least. Because it's not allowing your account to be signed in. So. Well. Dev, I know you don't have much to say about it because you don't. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say, but I don't think I've ever even launched YouTube from my PlayStation. I don't like using the, any of the apps on the console. I feel like they all run like trash. So I've never used them. I let me, let, me, watch let, let me put it to you this way. The reason I buy everything on Google Play, subtitles. Um, I'm a big subtitle person, uh, and the PlayStation Store doesn't have subtitles here in Canada for things you buy on the store. On the, like the PlayStation Store. So, oh yeah, I mean, my my thing is, I use a different device for all of that stuff. That's my thing. Like, I don't like I said, I don't like the apps, the way the apps run yeah. on the PlayStation at all. So I have a Roku, which I do all of that. So when I watch stuff on YouTube on my television, which is also very rare, um, I use my Roku. Like, I just I've never been a fan of of the apps on the consoles, just how they run, and they just they've always felt sluggish and limited and. Just I was never into that, so this is like way outside my wheelhouse of, of things. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's an all-in-one entertainment system for me. I can watch Netflix or Amazon Prime, no problem. But right now, YouTube's like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw you over. So stupidity. What can you do? <laughs> I mean, you could use the YouTube app on the TV. But see, then I can't use my fancy surround sound headphones. There's that. Uh, you could use your computer. Problem solved. I don't want to watch them on my computer. Problem not Plug solved. the computer into the TV. Problem solved. I don't have an HD. I don't have an HDMI cord for that. Problem not solved. Use the same one that you have that's going into the TV. Unplug it from the PlayStation and plug it into the, the laptop. Yeah. My entertainment stand is really no. I'm not finicking trying to pull cords in and out and do that. Problem not Go solved. Go to the dollar store and get an HDMI cable for a dollar. Hey, you, you know solved. any twelve feet HDMI cables? Because that's how far the HDMI port on my computer is from the HDMI port on my TV. Problem not solved. It's a laptop. Move it closer. Problem solved. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> Problem De- not solved. Del- Delvin- Delvin's play-by-play here is just funny. It's super funny. Uh, I have one table in my room. There is no room on the entertainment stand to put the laptop on. To to to, to connect it. So you have to put it on. Turn it turn it sideways and just lay it against no, the television. Problem solved. No, I'm not lying. A laptop right beside a 60-inch television. Problem not solved. Listeners, there's no room on the table for it. Help Haley solve her problem and fix her house so she can okay. get out of the situation. Okay. So, so where my computer is is on the side with the power cord. The HDMI connector is all the way on the other side of the TV. No, 
listeners help Haley solve her problems. Where's the TV plug in? Because I feel like the power cable for the laptop should be long enough to go to the other side where the HDMI is. It's also a laptop, so you could close the screen and slide it like right under the television. No. I implore you, listeners. <laughs> Solve this problem. Get out of this hell that we're in right now. To talk about interior decorating and roof design. Okay. So moving on to the big news. Is it even that big? We really don't know what's going to happen. That's what she said. I mean, no, phrasing, phrasing. We've got a PS5 announcement incoming. Yes. Doesn't it say like um, the, future the future of something gaming? will be shown? It's called also, You're Invited. A look at the future of gaming on PlayStation 4. I swear, if they don't show this freaking box after saying that statement, they're not, I'm punching they're not one of them in the face. The, they're not going to show the box. I, I have very, very low expectations for actually seeing the PlayStation. If you're saying, uh, I really believe hi, hi, that they're going to show just the game. High key, by the way. Uh, I like how they stopped showing the uh, the dual color uh, controller because they've got an all black controller in the image. Yeah, is it all black or is it the lighting? No, it's all black because literally. If you the look top- at the lighting at the very top of it, it looks like it's actually the white controller, but just the way the light hits it, it makes it look all black. But the very top of the controller on the website, it actually looks like the white. No, it, it's an all black controller. There's a leaked image out there. There's leaked images of everything. I don't believe any of that crap. There's a leaked image of supposedly the PS5. Yeah. If they don't show us the future of gaming, June 4th, like this says, <laughs> I am driving so down this, to wherever they're at and fighting someone. But is the future of gaming the box of the games? Because this, this statement right here is what makes me think that we're not going to see the box and it's really just going to be the game. That's why I'm excited to share that we will soon give you a first look at the games you will be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday. The games coming to PS5 represent the best in the industry from innovative studios that span the globe. I swear. I think this is going to be just a game showcase. I don't I don't think we're going to see the box. Oh my god. I hope they show the box. They have to show the box. They're this, not going to show the box. I want to see the box, but they're not going to show it. Uh, yeah, and then it's also like they're saying that this is just the, the first. first. This yeah. is this is part of our series of PS5 updates, and rest assured, after next week's showcase, we will still have much to share with you. Gee, I wonder why, because y'all are doing this in the stupidest <laughs> way possible. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Sony, oh boy. Sony gonna Sony, man. Sony gonna yeah. Sony. So I'm just saying, man, set your expectations to zero. And I feel like we are literally just going to see the games. And I think that is probably going to be the most difficult thing to really show people as to what this system can do. Uh, Like, if you look at, if you don't watch any, if you don't go back and watch any of like the, when Xbox did its little thing uh, earlier this, and they showed a lot of their games. Like, if you're watching that stream, they all look like crap. Like, they just, they don't look like, you know, anything that's next gen. But if you go back and watch everything in 4K, then like things start to look like, oh, wait a minute, this does look like maybe it might not run on a PS4. But I think if you just watch this presentation at 1 p.m. 
in regular HD, the stream, things are not going to look like this is next well, year. Like, that's my that's my biggest worry, you know? So just set your expectations low. Don't expect to see the box. Just just expect oh, to see boy. games because I really think that's all we're going to get. And this is just going to be like the first part in, you know, many, many more things to see. <laughs> I yeah. am so sorry. <laughs> what if they I just... don't know. She was quiet. Now she's back. She's she demands angry. to be heard, apparently. She thought she was um, going to see the box, too. She's upset. Clearly. <laughs> I don't blame her. Uh, no, it's, I don't think we'll see it. I'd love to see it this early. I don't think we will. Um, again, I personally think this is the stupidest way to do like marketing, but again, they're the market leader. So they can do whatever they want. The onus is on Microsoft to, you know, pull their punches. Um, it's just, the thing is, is that we don't have the price for either console yet, which means pre-orders can't go live. Um, and you know, really want to like get it out there and paid for while I can afford it, you know? So. That's a good point. Put the money under the mattress. Just put it under your mattress. That is not a safe way to save money. <laughs> Just pro tip, do not put money under your mattress. I mean, if I put it under my mattress, I completely forget it's even there. I don't, I don't go under my mattress very often, so I will totally forget that there's money there. Yeah, I've found money in, in coat pockets and stuff like, oh. I put on my jeans the, yesterday and forgot I had a $5 bill in them. So See, there you go. Damn. Hide your money in your clothes and you'll you'll have your money ready ready for you when whenever they announce that these things can be pre-ordered. I tipped the delivery yeah. guy with it last night, so. See, see that, see. There you go. That was PS5 money right there, man. I have the money in my account to pay for it. Then, it's just Then just let it sit there. You'll be okay. You'll be all right. Just just let it sit. Just let it sit. You know. Or you know, buy like a, a Best Buy or whatever, a Walmart gift card to just, you know, sit aside. Yeah. That way it's not sitting in your account. It's not teasing Wal- you. This is Wal- the PS5. I, I work for Walmart. We don't do pre-orders here. So we're also wherever you plan on pre-ordering it from, I just assume so that you'd get a discount e- e- at e- Walmart. I, so we would, but also EB Games is where I'm going to pre-order it from. Well, the, I mean, are they going to be around? EB Games is a different company than GameStop, so yes. Okay, well then go get you an EB Games gift card. I don't need a gift card. I can put a $50 deposit down as soon as it launches. Well, go get you a $50 $50 gift card and have that be your PS5 ready to go. That way you you don't go to a store. You can't use gift cards for pre-orders. What kind of world are we living in here? This is why I I do everything. This is why I do everything at Best Buy because you can pre-order with the gift card. You can't put credit on credit. I've done it. I've done it. Why okay. has this episode so just evolved into solving all of Haley's life problems? I'm gay. I can't solve that problem. Sorry. I'm not asking you to solve that problem. <laughs> just forget <laughs> equation into it. Like, uh. All my life problems so, are because I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Hi, Key. That's a reference to one of the streamers I watched. She uh, she made a joke about coming out of the closet and then did that little jingle. So, shout out to her. What was her name? Uh, that nerd Violet. There you go. Shout out to that nerd Violet. Da 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 da. 
I like how, how you, you stopped and didn't say the end of it. Yeah. Well, what do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gay. <laughs> we are so far off the rails. Hey, this you know what? It, it's a nice little, you know, break from the world right now. Yes. Yeah. So, Delvin, you're mad that you're not going to see the box? Are, yes. you, are you excited to see the games, or is it just like whatever? At this you know what they should do? They should just mess with me and like show 10% of the box. Like, like 10% the, of the box is still showing the box. No, like 10%. Not, not really. Like, like, what's in the box? Like, it's like, it's like you know, lifting, lifting the ankle, yes. lifting the dress like, over the ankle, ankle. to show you a little piece. Show an ankle of the box. <laughs> <laughs> just to mess with people. Like, look what you could be seeing right now. Nope. Hey, look, look, it's yeah. it's what's in the box. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad that they're finally giving us something. Yeah. Like after the silence and wondering, are we, is there going to be a PlayStation event? Is there going to be something? I'm just glad that we're finally getting something. And hopefully, you know, this, if this is, you know, truly the first in a series, we're not waiting for months on end um, for the next piece. Hopefully it'll be, they'll announce the date of the next thing. At the end of this, that I would be hope. my hope. Um, um, I'm going to need the play-by-play for this event, because I'll be at work when it happens. So. I will, too. Yeah, me, too. <laughs> well, we all... Luckily, I, I work at a computer, so hopefully I'll be able to sneak in. I do. Watch I'll be lugging we'll boxes. See. And serving customers <sighs> who really don't know how to social distance. I will be giving owners their money in statements. That's going to be fun. Yeah. But um, we're excited. Hopefully, this is this just brings some more, you know, fuel to the fire of PlayStation Five. It just takes off from there. PlayStation. <laughs> All right, Thursday, one o'clock Pacific time. I don't know what time that That's is for you. Four people. PM I, like, for us. I, I only deal in Pacific. That's here. four PM for us. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's. I'll almost be off work. I will have just started work because I work till eleven on Thursday. Oof. Oof. Well, that's that. So, um, I didn't see a drop this week. There isn't one, and you know what? I didn't I'm think glad so. because God, I'm tired of the shovelware just showing up in the store. <laughs> and Pong Quest never really. Uh, yeah, Greg keeps going on about that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But um, we did get, you know, a hell of a month this month for PS Plus. I mean, we've got Call of Duty and Star Wars Battlefront 2. For June, yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's a pretty epic month. I mean, when you think about just the caliber of those games. Like, they're very, very, you know, big AAA games. Like, even if, you know, you don't have all the extra DLC and stuff for Star Wars Battlefront 2 or whatnot. They've done a lot to that game. So, there's a lot there. and. Call of Duty is going Call of Duty. Did you, you see know? that when you down when you download it, it says see it this bundle, and then it like does tell you what's in the bundle. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So yeah, no drop, but you know the PS Plus games for this month are actually very noteworthy games, and people should be much happier with them. Uh, outside of like last month, they weren't very happy. So this is a good month to have PS Plus. And also, we got a Iron Man VR. It actually has a release date, July third, so no longer just an indefinite delay. And as Delvin stated, that game seems to be pretty awesome. So if you've got PSVR, you should definitely 
look into getting that. Yeah, definitely. I think I think if you like PSVR, I think it's something that you enjoy. Might be a game changer. Hopefully, yeah, you know they nail I, the whole game. You know what I heard is very good in uh, in VR: Rise of the Tomb Raider. As I have it. I haven't tried it actually. There's, there's, I didn't really play it in VR. Well, you can't play the whole game, but there's like a segment or a couple of missions that can be done in VR. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Interesting. Did not know that. All right, so um, that's gonna do it for episode thirty-five of the PlayStation Experience. We hope you guys enjoyed your time with us here. Feel free to follow us and give us uh. Holler at us and give us a follow over on Twitter at PlayStationXP. Stop by our blog at psvg.blog or on the Discord at psvg.blog slash Discord and join us in our shenanigans there. Uh, last but not least, we'd love to invite you to become a part of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash psvg. If you enjoy our content there, we've got a ton of additional content that can be had for just $3 a month, such as Strong Style, which Delvin is making notes for right now. This is correct. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to give a special shout out to our producers Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bone Sarbar Bone, Chris McElfish, myself, Kyle Hyman, Paul Calicote, Michael Masick, Grouchy Surge, and Nick Fall Harbor. Thank you all for joining us on the journey that is PSVG. And with that, let the people know where they can find you, Haley. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Shepard Zarell. Um... And you can find me on your gaming platform of choice at Haley Zarel. Um, may or may not try to stream some Call of Duty story mode at this point. I know that Josh Dunham, uh, Duhamel or whatever is in that one, so be an interesting story. I've never played that one. Uh, I played a bit of the multiplayer, so, you know, when it came out. I don't even remember what my rank is. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe I'll play that, maybe I won't, you know. A lot of things are going on, so that's about it. And Delvin, what about you? Find me on Twitter at Delvin underscore Cox and rate, review this podcast, and more importantly, take care of each other, man. Just take care of each other, look out for each other, and show more love in this world. We damn sure need it at this point in time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can find me at Dat Ninja Dev on Twitter. And like Delvin said, man, just show love right now. We need it. The world needs love right now. Love your fellow man. Yes. And with that, long live play. <laughs>